It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall. We're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. If I see one bloke walk out of here, give the pat the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. They'll hang on the dogs. They are going to hang on. Mark this date down, Western Bulldogs fans. I've been wanting to say this for as long as I can remember. The Bulldogs go through to a grand final. Can you believe it? Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Welcome to episode 20 of The Kennel Cough. My name's Caleb Scanlon. Joining me in the studio, as she does every week, is Neve Felton. Neve, it's the official... Ed Richards episode. Oh, 20. I had right. this one marked on my calendar for a few weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not really. I was try- uh, is <laughs> Not trying to really, think of really. significant number 20s. Um, Josh Dunkley won a premiership with number 20. but That's true. I'd say Ed Richards is probably the most significant number 20 for a little while. Um, yeah, I think so. He's really making it his own. Yeah, and I rate that. Um, you went to the game on the weekend. You went and bared the cold. And yep. you messaged me and said that... Um, you had to leave early because you couldn't feel your lower half or your legs were... Yeah, pretty much. So um, when we were walking from the car to the stadium, it that's when it, like, bucketed rain mm-hmm. or one of the times that it bucketed rain. Um, and I got, like, my legs all, like, smooshed up with rain. I wore, like, an idiot. I didn't wear boots and I wore trainers and they Oof. got really um, wet. And, yeah, like, so my jeans were, like, stuck to my skin and my shoes were all wet and I had, like my scarf on and then I had a beanie on and then I had my hoodie over my beanie and then because everything was wrapped around my face and then like, it was raining so there was all rain on my glasses so I couldn't see and then because everything was wrapped around my face just hit the microphone <laughs> um, like my glasses were fogging up so I couldn't see anything and like my dad and my sister were walking away and I was like guys oh, help me and like when I got in these girls were handing out like you know those things that you like um, they've got two plastic bits and it's like a poster sort of thing and you oh, pull yeah. it apart yep. and it says like a message on it I can't, it was for regional Victoria tourism or something um, and they were like just laughed at me and they were like oh do you want one and I was like I guess so I just didn't know what to do <laughs> it was really pathetic and yeah then so my feet were freezing the entire time um, like but not enough to go numb just enough to like hurt Yep. Um, so that was fun and yeah when I went to get up to go to the toilet like my legs were so cold. I thought I had cramp. And it was, yeah, I don't know. But it's character building. Yeah, I was going to say. Normally. You were, you were telling me beforehand that you've, you felt stronger afterwards. Yeah, I feel like I really experienced the football because I feel like we're, we're quite um, literally sheltered <laughs> in going to Etihad all the time. Yeah. So, you know, it's good to get out in the elements. Um, Dad said it was like the coldest game he's been to for a long, long time, like since Waverley. So I feel like... Um, yeah, he was walking around, like, VFL Park out of here. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I don't know what it's like because I'm young. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was good. I like my stadium. And, like, mm. last time I went there, it was really nice. 
um, weather, and it was, I mean, it was cold, but, like, it's Ballarat, like, it's always cold. Yeah. Um, minus, was it, not minus, sorry, it was roughly, like, four degrees yeah, during like the game? Yeah, four or five, something like that. I was going to get on the field, start running around. <laughs> yeah. Just they, for, like... They kept um, going back to this image of a microwave in the Channel 7, you know, because they were um, microwaving up heat packs. And yeah, BT yeah. had an obsession with that. And um, there was a footage of uh, Pal Pepper wearing a beanie on the sidelines because it was just so cold. Yeah, and he's bald too. Exactly. So, like, he hasn't got a good head of hair to keep him warm. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, in our first pup date, I tell you, who doesn't like Ballarat. Mm. Surprise, surprise, Wayne Carey hates fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Look, I know a lot. some and a lot of people disagree with the fact that we play games in Ballarat. But I like it. Um, particularly, I don't like Wayne Carey's reasoning yeah. for why. I think because his reasoning is really that it was was boring, right? He's saying, like, Paul Roos and I were nodding off during the third yeah. term. But then using that logic, would that not be the same had it been played at um, the MCG or Adelaide Oval, which doesn't have a roof? Um, but, yeah, I don't know, like, why... It, I don't know, it's like the North Melbourne legend has no issue with pre-season games being played in regional centres, but he told Triple M's Rush Hour that the AFL has, quotation marks, gone past, close quotation marks, playing premiership games in small towns. He's like, blah, blah, blah. Um, Rizzi was nodding off. Um, by the way, why are we playing games in Ballarat? We had a stadium here in Melbourne empty and we're playing games in Ballarat. Well, it's like, you're not going to play every single game. There's always going to be stadiums empty, dipshit. (laughs) That's the next line. I'm all for country folk having a look. Sounds a little bit um, condescending, isn't it? He's from Wagga. (laughs) Like, I don't understand. It's like, don't you remember what it's like? Yeah. Get back to your... I think he needs to go back to Wagga, get back to his roots. Mm. Um, Watch some bush footy. Exactly. Like, it just, I don't know, it just comes off really condescending. Yeah. And, like, I think it was just a problem full stop. I think our game has gone that far past playing games like that during a season. I'm all for preseason so the fans can get there, and I think that's great for the community, but not during the season. But it doesn't explain why. If it's good that the fans can get there and it's good for community preseason, why is it not good during season? Is what I don't like is why he doesn't explain it. He just doesn't like the idea of it, and he's not clever enough to actually think of a reason uh-huh. to back up his feelings because he's a moron and a bad man. And I just, like... I don't know. I like. I get that it's like difficult, and I know some people are annoyed by the fact that we play home games in Ballarat because it means that they can't get there. But there's a train you can drive. We drove. If anyone needs yep. a lift next time, <laughs> there was a spare, like two spare spots in the car. It was fine. You know what I mean? And so it's kind mm. of like I think it's good, especially like in Australia where you only have like it's such a big country continent, and you only have like these couple of like cities. Mm. I mean, you could argue like Perth. In the scheme of things, is Perth Stadium also a country? No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but um, go with it. Yeah, just like run, like Ballarat would be, you know what I mean? Like up there in the sizes. Like you play games in Geelong, why wouldn't you play? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Ballarat it's the would same. have like maybe a hundred thousand people living there. Which I mean, we're playing games in Cairns, and I would argue that Ballarat would be bigger than Cairns. Um, one thing that I found interesting was the discussion about like. Do you think we should play different teams in Ballarat? Like, obviously, Ballarat's got a big football following already. Yeah. Are we are we better off playing North Melbourne or are we, are we better off playing St Kilda um, at Port Adelaide? Because that's going to generate bigger crowds, like more balanced 
probably more balanced crowds because there's not going to be overwhelmingly Western Bulldogs fans, but it's probably going to get a sellout crowd. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a good idea <clears throat> yeah, to play like another small Victorian team. But I can understand like playing um, like Adelaide sort of thing because it's like... I just tried to look up how long it takes to drive from Adelaide to Ballarat, and it gave me walking during. Okay, I mean it's still like. <laughs> how long does it take to walk from Ballarat? Um, <laughs> it's gonna take if you want to walk from Adelaide to Ballarat. It's gonna take you 124 hours. Yeah. And yeah. it says this route includes a ferry. Wow. And your destination is in a different time zone. <laughs> so even though you're going through time zones, like yeah, it's still like a massive like seven hour drive or whatever. But it is like the close. That's the thing. The other closest town is seven hours away because Australia is massive and you don't have like we don't have big cities you mm. know what I mean like mm. anyway and I think it's unfair to be like well people in Ballarat you can watch the football in February but other than that like for you know non-premiership points games you can watch a bunch of kids run around or like you can have two games a year which is not a lot to ask no. but um, the people of Ballarat not particularly happy about it either. Oh, yeah. 3BA Ballarat in particular. Yeah, Radio 3BA in Ballarat has just literally, like, 10 minutes ago come They've handed through. the work experience kid the Twitter account. And he's, yeah, uh, or, like, the old up. bloke who, <laughs> yeah. like, works, like, <laughs> I don't know. Has the graveyard shift at 3BA Ballarat. Yeah, basically, and in all caps, you say, Wayne Carey wants no more AFL football in Ballarat during the home and away season, three exclamation marks. We're not going to take this lying down. It's my favourite bit, A, B, C, or D. Hmm? I don't know what he's referring to, but let's throw a challenge to Kerry. Either apologise to Ballarat locals in Ballarat or come and play a game for a local footy team in Ballarat. I, I would like to see that. Yeah, I like how they've, uh, they've guilted um, Wayne Carey into playing a f- local uh, game for them. Surely he's got some kind of ties to Wendery Football Club or something like that, and then he's going to siphon him into their full forward spot which um very clever from 3BA Ballarat I tend to agree I as we said yeah, before it's quite it's condescending fair. the way that Wayne Carey yeah or country, country folk. folk and I'm like if, dude you're from Wagga which is like <laughs> arguably heaps worse yeah yeah <laughs> no I don't know I've never been to Wagga more but, remote um, it's more remote like and that's the thing like Ballarat isn't actually that far like we drove up mm. and we drove back in the same day which I mean it was a full day but like, I don't know, I just feel like it's unfair to always have stuff in the city like and expect people to always have to come to Melbourne, always yeah. have to come to another city. Um, it's two games a year. I just I just think that the timing of the game is wrong. Why put it in the three twenty slot? Like yeah. that's stupid. Like Well and I think they've admitted or well, they've kind of admitted that, the Western Bulldogs in that I think next year we'll see the game probably well, we had the one earlier in the season. I reckon it'll be probably bookended by one quite early in the season and one quite late in the season, like round 23-ish. Yeah. Because that lighting was another issue with the game. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's not ideal to be playing games in, what, four degrees weather. So Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a stupid... I don't know why the AFL fixtured that game at 320. That was dumb. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It would make sense. Yeah, have the early game, something like that. Um, and, yeah, maybe against, like, a North Melbourne or a St Kilda as well, like, giving it a try. Um, and then, um, yeah, well, somebody suggested as well having, like, one of the Ballarat games during the Easter weekend so people will, oh, yeah. like, go up and stay and it St- makes it more... More it in it for Ballarat, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It makes it easier because the whole thing is, like, regional tourism pretty yep. much is what, like, Ballarat is getting out of it. And, I mean, also they get to watch the football. Yeah. So Coming from Bendigo, I think it's a... Like, I reckon that's huge 
because I know that they used to play a couple of the NAB Cup games in Bendigo and people would flock to them, like would sell out. You wouldn't be able to get tickets. There was one year when um, Essendon played Geelong there and it was awesome for the local economy. Like the pub across the road was pumping all night long. Um, And I think it's great. I think hopefully that they haven't really indicated whether or not it'll continue, but hopefully they keep going and hopefully they just fix up the little errors of time and scheduling. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Like, that's all they... And, like, I reckon more people would have... Like, more Ballarat people as well would have turned up to the game if it wasn't like, oh, look outside. It's shocking weather. Like, we went because we'd already bought the tickets. And we were like, well, it's going to be nine degrees and raining, but we've got these tickets, so we're going to go. And we did. (coughs) And, um, yeah, and now I have um, tuberculosis, (laughs) but it's fine. Like. It's all good. I got the real. I got the kennel cough. Hey. Is how. Thank you. Um, yeah, how cold it was, but yeah, still, I think it's fun. And the bat, like the, it is a, such a nice venue, and they've put a lot of time and money into it. Um, the grass, generally, when it's not like soaking wet, is really nice. Like the other time that I've been there, um, you can get really good food. I think there was like a petting zoo or something. Cool. I didn't get to go to the petting zoo, but that's fine. Um, and like full strength beer. Yeah. Just remember to bring Big your stubby tick. holders. Uh-huh. Well, that's the thing. Me and Dad remember to bring our stubby holders and then um, our Bulldogs ones because nice we have one. multiple. we got one with Boyd. we got one with Bob. We've got one that it's like really old from like um, the early 2000s or 90s that looks like a Guernsey that you put over Yeah, yeah. I think I, stubby. I can imagine that one. Yeah, yeah. And we've got one with the team of the century. Poor. we got a premiership one. Anyway, we've got a lot of Bulldogs themed stubby holders and we brought them and then it was just too cold to like even leave the seat unless you're like desperate mm. to pee. So get some like mulled wine or something. something yeah, warm. Uh, that see that could be an idea. Like you know what I mean. So jot that down. Yep. Don't want anyone stealing that idea. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth like trying. Was there been like three games there so far? Like, yeah. How are we gonna make up like Premiership points anyway? Mm. How are we gonna make it a fortress if we're not there? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Maybe I just am like blind to all the issues with it because I think it's a really nice stadium, but like. I don't think it's worth like saying to the Ballarat fan base like we're we're going to invest in you guys and we're going to come down every year two games and yeah, a couple exactly. of preseason games like I would like to see us play. Um, well, the women's team plays. Yeah, like, yeah. VFOW plays. I'd like to see us, as I said earlier, I'd probably like to see us play like a North Melbourne or a St Kilda there. Yeah, see what for Premiership points. Um, obviously, there's things that are out of our control, like the weather. So yeah, exactly. That's imagine the like thing. A, a prime Just day. Don't in fix Barrett. it at 3 p.m. in the middle of winter. Like, Bang. Mm, yeah. Um, rocket surgery. Our next pop date was an excerpt from Bob Murphy's uh, Leather Soul book, and that came out yesterday. <clears throat> or if you're like my dad, who got it somehow on Friday, bought it to add Christmas in July, Chris Kringle, and I thought he'd stolen it off the back of a truck. Um, <laughs> but it was an excerpt, and it was. Kind of, it was Bob Murphy writing about his last game against Hawthorne last year, uh, and he doesn't really hold back. He talks about um, Sam Newman, how he had a crack at him. Um, I think it was on the Footy Show. Obviously, don't watch it that much, but um, yeah. <laughs> it, it was like last year. Sam Newman had a go at him for allegedly stealing the limelight. Oh, of, I remember this. Of, yeah. um, for taking the medal. Um, and this is what Bob had to say. He said, I can hold a grudge as well as anyone. And as I prefer, as I prepare for my last ever game of footy, part of me wishes I was anywhere else. I don't think I could ever forgive Sam for that. And yet there is a job to do, a job that I have loved. 
don't really rate Sam Newman. I put him in the same category as a Wayne Carey, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why does he have a job? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just found it interesting um, and talks a lot about, like he's a very good writer, Bob Murphy, and I think he offers a nice perspective, a refreshing perspective on the game. That's uh, that's probably something that's been said a lot about him. Yeah, like yeah, he just like has. I mean, I get that he's a shock jock and everything, and yeah, he um, he was like, oh well, you know, he's a much loved figure, and also I guess he's kind of like, as players and people like Bob Murphy are kind of like anti, the anti Sam Newman, given the fact that they are. It's probably yeah, the two pools. Of footy fans, you've got Sam Newman fans and then Bob Murphy fans. Yeah, maybe the the dichotomy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and yeah, so but I like that he doesn't pull punches in, and he's just like, "Yep, this is my book, and I'm never going to forgive Sam Newman." Correct. Yeah, there's a lot of things I won't ever forgive Sam <laughs> Newman for too. So maybe yeah, exactly if and when I write an autobiography, I'll just like, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, pretty good stuff. I like it because it, yeah, it was just like, and it, the best like, well, not the best thing, but like. The thing about Sam Newman's thing with Bob Murphy is that it wasn't... It just, like, wasn't relevant. No. Like, I don't know. It's almost as if empty vessels make the most noise. It felt like a, an internet troll when they... Um, when something exists that's quite nice and to, to, to seem like they're cool or to seem like they have a different point of view, they say that they don't like things. Like, I don't know what a good example is, but, like, I don't know. Um, it felt like to remain relevant... Sam Newman came in and said that he didn't like Bob Murphy accepting the medal from um, Luke Beveridge. It just infuriates me that he, as he said, still has a job. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, haha, retire, Sam. (laughs) You know that, like, meme on Twitter that it's, like, insert name, like, retire, bitch? Anyway, (laughs) that's how it... Oh, no, sometimes people just tweet it and, yeah, always, like, my constant, like, thought in the back of my head is just, like, Sam Newman, retire, bitch. Because, like... Oh, I don't know. He's just one of those people that I'm like, I wonder what I would do if I saw him in the street. Mm. If he came up to me for street talk, I, just, I don't know what. That's yeah. the thing. He used to come I'd to Greensboro all the time. Really? And like, I would like, one of the guys he always used to talk to, I always used to see in like the fruit and veg shop and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, hey, let's go from street talk. But um, yeah, like, no, I don't know what I would do. I feel like maybe I would try to play an elaborate prank on him. <laughs> Yeah, undermine him, like, the whole show. Yeah, pretty much, hopefully. My dad, like, because I think when I was going through that rebellious phase as a young kid, I was like, oh, Sam Newman, he's hilarious. My dad got on to me quite early. He's like, you know he just, like, targets the, like... Marginalised Marginalised people people and, like, the people that... (laughs) He picks, like... That's why he goes to low, like, socioeconomic Correct, yeah. He's not on Glen Ferry Road, like, asking the (laughs) Xavier kids. He's, like, getting... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, thanks, Dad, for opening my eyes at a young age. Yep. Sometimes uh, you just need a good <laughs> clip from your dad. Mark Robinson featured us in his likes and dislikes from the tackle. He labelled us the 60-minute team and also labelled us... Is this in his us- dislikes? Y- yes. Damn. <laughs> <clears throat> he labelled us irrelevant. Actually, it's quite funny because... Well, get Sandra Sully with the late news. We've been labelling ourselves <laughs> irrelevant for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> exactly. It's funny that he says that because he, he he kind of has enough likes and dislikes to mention every game. It's like a eight and eight so you know if a team wins they'll normally end up in the likes if they lose they'll end up in the dislikes yeah whereas last week there was no mention of us because we were fully irrelevant and then he remembered and now he's talking about us again if we're irrelevant why have you brought us up (laughs) (laughs) 
Riddle me that, Mark There's Robinson. There's an oxymoron. Exactly. Um, if we were relevant, you would have talked about us. <laughs> uh, he said the worst criticism of a team is to call them irrelevant, but right now can't think of a more apt description. They are a 60-minute football team who challenge for victory, then fold too easily. Well, it's almost as if we're the consistently the youngest team in the competition. Yeah. Like, and we don't have the fitness or the stamina <laughs> or um, haven't played with each other for long enough to figure out what to do. And, I mean, I know it's not like I would – it is, it is like, um, frustrating and, like, at half time being like, oh, yeah, we could, we're in this, and then being like, oh, no, we're not, just as I suspected from yeah. the last, like, X amount of rounds. But, like, at the same – like, I'm not too stressed. No, neither. Like – you know, like, it's pretty... And given how many injuries we have, which we'll talk about later, but, like, <laughs> it's just, like, I don't know. Like, I just got to the point in the year where I'm, like, Riley West is tearing it up yeah, in the exactly. under-18. It's like, what am and I going to do? Super draft's coming. Yeah, exactly. And we had a kid in our academy who um, was in the oldest chain as well. Oh, really? Yeah. The women's are coming along nicely. Yeah. They're building. Um, I feel like in the next couple of years... Hopefully it'll be good. I think because we had such a steep drop-off and, like, with Clay Smith retiring and things like that and, like, um, Libba talked about it in the uh, rival podcast. Um, the podcast who shall remain nameless. <laughs> but, um, no, I like to think of us as cousin podcasts. Maybe. Yeah, we can we Birds can coexist. <laughs> Dogs of a poor. But, um, <laughs> but like, um, like, talking about how it kind of, like, hit home for him, like, oh, like, we're a bit... You know, we're getting on now. And it's yeah. true, because it, but it's like Lib is not playing and he's in that kind of, like, age group. Um, like, looking at Tom Hawkins, who's like, what? How, how old's Tom Hawkins? Like, people are like, oh, what's boy mid doing? Thir- uh, he's, mid to late 20s? He's 30. 30. There you go. A whole 30. Oh, it was his birthday 10 days ago. Oh. Happy birthday, Tom. He's in some serious form. Yeah, exactly. And he's 30. Like, he's in arguably some of the best form of his career. Well, maybe not some of the... He's in some of the best form of his career. But, like... And Tom Boyd is 22. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's kind of, and he's had this, like, consistent back injury. And he's had so many surgeries. And he's had all these mental health stuff. People are like, oh, well, why isn't he doing... Like, oh, he needs to be, like, a Tom Hawkins. Well, that's it's it. They always if, draw comparisons between yeah, the two. Yeah, and, like, Tom Eight Hawkins just had a baby. Like, maybe that's... Good. You know that football players always talk about perspective when you have a <laughs> yeah. baby? Like, I'm not saying that he needs to... Tom Boyd needs to go... <laughs> and have a, a baby but I'm just saying like that just goes to show like how much older yeah. other teams are if you know what I mean like we I mean we talked about it a couple of weeks ago we've got like no dads Caesar is like the mo- you know we've got Dale Morris we've got Jackson Trengrove we've got Caesar mm. they're like <laughs> Caesar takes the takes the like next pre-game chat yeah exactly now he has talks about how his perspective has changed yeah so like I don't know I mean, it is, like, we are irrelevant. I'll give, like... Oh, for sure. Yeah, but we've talked about I'd that for weeks. I'd say the, the Kennel Cough podcast is rem- keeping us relevant. <laughs> pretty much. And, like, we've been talking about the draft since, like, round <laughs> two. We've been talking about, yeah, like, gosh. fading back into obscurity for a long time. Like, I think that's why I'm just kind of, like, eh, because I've, I've gotten used to it. Just I've got enough... Off. That's what I think, like, shits me with, um, like... AFL media is that they're so wrapped up in it all the time. Mm. They always talk about footballers needing to get away and like have put me some like time away. Football journalists need the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I am true. sick to death of them just like rehashing either the same stuff or just like tearing people to shreds for no reason. I mean, like two weeks ago, Melbourne were going to drop out of the eight. This week, like they're the most formidable mm. team bar Richmond. And yeah. I'm like, it's almost as if we're in a really tight season. Like, stop trying to just like 
quantify everything and just enjoy it for what it is and like worrying about the state of the game at the end of the day like it is entertainment yeah and there's enough entertaining games that it's fine the season itself has been entertaining like i think maybe that's why with the bulldogs i'm just kind of like oh and like seeing how we i think as well the circumstances which we won our premiership it's kind of like oh it just popped up out of nowhere we got it it was the best week of my life and then like we faded back into obscurity. I'm like, who's to say it's not going to happen in the next yeah, few exactly. years that we just pop up, win another premiership, or at least make finals, mm. or at least win a game, or at least win a third quarter. But, like, <coughs> like, I don't know. I just think, like, slow news day from Rubbo to be like, the Bulldogs are bad in the second half. Yeah. But, like, doesn't really explain why. He just says, what happens to the Bulldogs at halftime? Is it the messaging? <laughs> the youth factor? Blah, blah, blah. And then he just says what happens to us. <laughs> but then he doesn't, like, he doesn't actually give any, like, he looks at it and he, like, ana- like he spits the facts, but he doesn't dissect them. And, like, nobody knows why. He hasn't done any research. It just looks like anybody can churn that out. You know what I mean? You don't yep. have to be the bloody chief football writer at the Herald Sun to <laughs> repeat numbers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. tell me something. Like, explain to me something. Like, teach me something. Don't just, like, bleh. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100% agree. Um... Sorry for going on that like massive no, rant, that was but I've just like good. I've just had I've had it up to pussy's bow <laughs> with this sort of crap. <laughs> so that was Neve's hot take. Thank you. <laughs> let's um let's talk about the game on the weekend. The yeah. we'll review the game. Um, you've written here minimum impact from Low Dog Jonas. So he did didn't, play, didn't he? I didn't didn't see him. So I'm gonna I say just, minimum impact. Yeah, I thought that he came back in, but as well, like it was pretty hard to see through all the sleet. <laughs> um, uh, as to who was who in the zoo, um, on the ground, with especially with the long sleeves. Yeah, true. Um, being like relatively like because the grandstand is like quite close on the wing. Um, could uh, Ollie Wines, mm. very square looking man. He looks like he was rendered <laughs> in like a video game in like two thousand and two. Yeah, like yeah. I've seen him on telly and be like, yeah, that guy's got a square head. His entire form is like, he's like a thick, Lego man. He? Yeah, thick with a double C. Like <laughs> I was just like, dude, like he just looks like he needs to be somebody like, just like squish him down a little bit. So I noticed, it's like on Photoshop, when you grab the corner and you don't hold down shift and like mm. it puts it all out of perspective or yeah, puts it out it of proportion. Just, I was like, so Who's this square <laughs> man? Someone's just dragged across. Uh, Tom Jonas did play, had eleven disposals. Okay, so you know. Didn't do much. I mean, Charlie Dixon was the person I paid the most attention to. Who you've argued and sort of semi-convinced me that he's not a great footballer, but yeah, continues to play well against the Dogs, which is seems to be a common things. common theme against the Dogs. Average players playing well. Yeah, yeah. Makes I feel good Jack about Watt. my um, opinions and analysis. I feel confident in my... Um, abilities. Um, I like being made to look like a boo-boo the fool. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. He seemed, and I was, I was like, oh, he's a bit annoying. But then there was um, this two little girls sitting behind us, and the older sister had gone to play. I was kicking, shook all the kids' hands. Oh, afterwards. that's sweet. So he must be okay. So maybe that's why he played good was because he shook all those kids hands maybe he doesn't normally do that ah. I don't know I'm just trying to justify my opinions maybe he is I mean I think he's, he's come turning. along a lot yeah. better and again another key forward who oh my god plays better with age but also I think who'd that have thought 
yeah, I don't know. I don't think I think because of the midfield that Port has, it makes like getting delivery from Robbie Gray and Ollie Wines um, does help a lot. But I am happy to accept the fact that I may have been too harsh. <laughs> but also, it takes a lot to admit that there would be a lot of uh, yeah. Lot of well, that's the thing. Like all these football, other football pundits out there, and they won't admit when they're wrong. And I will admit, maybe I was too harsh on Charlie Dixon, I, I because I just didn't like the look of him. Yeah. I just thought he looked like a bit of a tool. But I take it back. He shakes little kids' hands. Ah, nice. I think, like, you know, taking the time to do that, especially when you're so tall. Yeah. I imagine it would be quite time-consuming to lean down. <laughs> Reach all the way down. Yeah, and shake Ozkicker's hands. So, mm. yeah, he played good a good man. game. We didn't have anybody who was uh, big enough to match up on him. I think Adams did an okay job. Um, <coughs> um, Fletcher Roberts was back. What did you make of his game? It was okay. He did, like, a few things. Mm. He didn't, like... I don't think he had any real howlers or anything. No. I was just looking at his stats. He had eight disposals, five of which were effective. Hey. Six kicks, two handballs, um, three marks. Speaking of stats, I was looking at... Um, Josh yeah. Dunkley had 12 tackles, which yeah. is... I mean, it was a wet game, but um, someone's got a tackle, and that's a there's, yeah. a... there's a lot of tackles. It is, which is really good. I think um, I saw somebody likened him to like Josh P. Kennedy. Actually, yeah, I saw that as well. He's going to be the next JPK, which is, and I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I'm for sure, I'll take that. that. Um, easy to forget. Like he went back to the VFL about mid-season or like early mid-season. Yeah, early mid-season. Came back and like this is probably the strongest form he's been in for some time. So yeah, yeah. Again, showing that Bevo dropping players put him in the same bracket as Mitch Wallace. Pays dividends. Like, he just comes back, works on whatever he had to work on in the yeah, VFL. exactly. Comes back and rips it up. Yeah. And um, McRae, I noticed McRae a lot. I didn't realise, though, he had 36 disposals. Wow. Hunter had 35. So, he had a lot of the ball. Yeah. Dunkley, 27. Yeah, 14. Oh, where is he? Yeah, 12 tackles. Um, Trengrove, 28 hit yeah, outs against I mean, his old team, which is good. Yeah, I thought he played Two really goals. well. Hmm. Um, Especially in the ruck, I guess... Like, I mean, maybe not so much when he was rocking against Ryder, but I guess, like, he must have, like, practised with those guys yeah. in training for a lot of his career. So, like, he was pretty all over it. Um, there was one my sister pointed out, like, hey, that he looked like he was in a training drill then because he, like, hit it perfectly. So Sweet. that's good. I saw somebody as well was, like, amazing. He played well in the role that he was practised all preseason, but... I you know, that. I think some well, salty Western Bulldog good. fans. Yeah, and I suppose maybe like playing at a smaller venue against like your old side is because I mean the last place. I mean he played when we went over to yeah he did or went over to Adelaide Oval and everything, but like <clears throat> like you know what's going on and maybe like the second game against your old team is better because it's like less confronting mm. but you still know all these guys and like maybe you'd feel a lot more comfortable. So I'm happy, I'm happy for him. I think we are like yeah, that's the thing like we had glimpses. Where we look good and you can see what's like meant to be happening, and then we just like lapse and Port right. would like expose us for the frauds that we are. No, but like you know, just expose us for like being tired and like I don't know, cold, used to playing indoors, that sort of thing. I don't know. That's why I want them to open the roof at Eddie Had more often because get us used to the cold conditions, or yeah. do you think we play better in the cold? I don't understand how people can... You can train at Wooden Oval and then still over handball when it gets wet. That's yeah. what I don't understand. But, like, um, yeah, just open the roof at Eddie Head. Good call. I know that they say it looks bad on TV, but so does... Um, I was watching somewhere. 
on the telly this weekend, and that also looked bad. Not um out in Tasmania. No, 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 at um oh Geelong. Geelong. They spend all that bloody money on stands, and uh, they don't build one that won't obstruct the sun glare. I don't know where I was going with that, but no, I like it. Um, comparing I'm just calling people out today. I've had enough. <laughs> it's cold. Pointing fingers. Yeah. Um, comparing <laughs> the ages, 23 years old for the Western Bulldogs, whereas Port Adelaide were 25 years old, and they had 121 games experience compared to 70 games experience. So, obviously, and I think that was showed by our laps in the second half. Our boy Ferg debuted, and we were yeah, absolutely news, over the moon. I felt like a proud mum. When a proud mum. Does that make me the proud dad? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Very heteronormative there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> this is some of the audio from his post-match interview that we grabbed off the Western Bulldog site. Yeah, I didn't hit it that well, um, but it managed to go through. And uh, oh, Tom Campbell gave me a bit of advice before the game. He said, if you kick one, make the most of it. Uh, so I probably went a bit hard on the celebration, but that's all right. Um, yeah, so it's a special moment. Probably I'll remember that for a while, so it'll be good. Yeah. And you've had a chance, I guess, to debrief briefly on the on the game. What did you see the difference between the, the two teams at the end of the day? Oh, look, you know, being a young side, um, second halves have hurt us in, in the past. So, you know, they're a big physical side, and I think you know, that probably caught me out a, a lot um, personally, just sort of getting get those hits off the ball. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's a tough game. Um, we've sort of got to find that bit in the second half and hopefully get the job done going in the last few games of the year. Well, to see your family to recover. Thanks for joining us, mate. Oh, thank you. Cheers. It was nice to see Ferg play. Did you did you think he played well? Yeah, I think he played relatively well, especially given like the <coughs> conditions. I was pleased that he kicked a goal, mm. um, gave him a big cheer when he ran on, gave a big ooh when he got bowled over into the slushing grass. Um, but it was good. I think I think I was saying to you before, like it's good... Kicking a goal if you're brought in yeah. to um, be a goal-kicking forward to come in and kick a goal on your first game, it kind of like relieves a bit of the pressure. Like he took, yeah, a nice uncontested mark, I think, which was good. Like teamwork around him, everybody got around him. I know he said in the interview that uh, maybe he milked the celebration a bit, but I was like, it's your first goal. Like, yeah, exactly. Can I be happy about it? It's um, good that he he said he'll remember it for some time as well. Like yeah, it, for a, yeah, for a, <laughs> for a while. For a while, remember for a while, maybe <laughs> I don't know, but um, I'll remember it for a while. It was good, like it was nice. Um, yeah, I'm glad he got. And look, I was saying this before as well. Not to say that his rise in form coincided with coming on the podcast, but I'm just saying. <laughs> It's what, a positive if, correlation. Yeah, what if we hadn't got him on the pot? You know what I mean? I mean, Western Bulldogs players Slide, are this banging is at the door. Yeah. <laughs> this Damien Barrett is a sliding door situation. Yeah. But um, We've now got a long queue of Western Bulldogs players just waiting outside to yeah, come on our show. They're like, please yeah. let me on. You're like, oof, I don't know. We've got a pretty <laughs> busy schedule talking about how irrelevant we are. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I was just really happy. Like, it was, it was cool. I think he did a good job. Yeah. Um, was like in there pretty much from the. We got a video that I took on uh, the Twitter of um, him running off the bench. I was sitting there with my phone, like, and then like <laughs> oh, this guy was yeah, pretty much like, and this guy um was walking up because we were right on the aisle, which I got those seats specifically so I could get up and go to the toilet without pushing people. Very clever. But I think everybody else on my row had worms because they would not sit down, <laughs> and I was constantly and like we're quite a tall yeah, quite a tall family, and it is hard to like move your legs yeah. out of the way um 
when, yeah, you've just got a lot of leg. So we were just like, yeah, it was horrible. But um, anyway, sat at the aisle. And, um, yeah, this man was, like, walking up to his uh, chair and then just stopped. And it was when Ferg was, like, waiting at the gate. Yeah. And my dad was like, down in front. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, so, you tell him. Yeah, pretty much, because we were like, hey, we want to see this. This is actually pretty important. But, um, yeah, it was good. But, yeah, sitting on the aisle was good. Like, um, all the coaches walked past. Bevo, it was funny because Hinkley came up with three seckies and then Bevo just came up by himself. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And he eventually was like with security guards and stuff. But um, yeah, it was pretty funny as well because like when they would come, the seckies would be like, oh, like the coaches are coming down, like get out of the way if people were walking up. And dad was like coming back from the toilet and Bevo walked past him and dad was like, oh, after you, mate. Like, oh, what a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, what do you like? Just, I was like, did you like. The people's coach. I was like, you can't look at him in the eye. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's Bevo. But like, that was pretty good. And yeah, like, um, Gia and stuff were walking past. Sick. Um, which was cool. BT walked past. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it was a nice day for, like, you know, Ferg was on the field, BT was behind me. And, yeah, we were, like, right in front of, like, because the coach's box at um, Ballarat is, like, double story. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, like, the actual coaching panel was, like, on the top. But then we turned around and, like, had a look. And sitting together was in- inside. I mean, inside. Yep. Chris Grant was wearing a Chris Grant was there, he was wearing a t-shirt to rub it in. <laughs> the heat is on full tilt. Yeah, pretty much. It was John Schultz, Chris Grant, and Easton Wood all oh, sitting wow. together. It was like holy shit. Like, That's some serious, uh, serious knock on, category. <laughs> knock on the window. It's like, hey, would you like to come on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but like, bang, 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 bang. Have you seen that vine of that woman like banging on the bus door and singing? Uh, no. Oh. It good? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. It's not very. This is not very good audio content because I'm not going to do the voice that she does because it's really weird. But um, that's how I felt. Just like, or like you know when people put their mouth on the glass yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. Pull, and like they blow up their cheeks and like lick the glass. <laughs> I should have breathed like breathed on it with the fog and then written the message in it. Yeah, do a love heart. <laughs> Point in those three. But um, yes, yeah, so that was cool. It was a good. Like that's what I like about Ballarat as well. Yeah. Like, going back to talking about is that you're really close like to the action you're really close to the coaches and there was people like calling out to like Bevo or like Joel Corey or something and they'd be like oh hey like it had much more of like a like community vibe and like um as well like the little one of the little girls sitting behind me like when Bevo walked up like her granddad was like oh like say hello to Bevo and then she like said something to him and he like turned around and asked her how she was and like patted her on the head and stuff so like stuff like (coughs) oh my god (coughs) stuff like that I think is what's good about it and, like, I know that, like, I know I don't want to, like, harp back to it, but, like, Wayne Carey being like, oh, the game's gone past that. Is, it's, it's kind of, like, it's not fair coming from him because not only has he experienced, like, back in the day of, like, the VFL, AFL being more like that, but also, like, he's always in the thick of the action at the moment. Like, he's always meeting the players, meeting yeah. the coaches, getting to talk about it all the time. But for, like, the rest of us schmucks, yeah, just the regular unwashed... The great unwashed, the peasants, the plebs, bottom, bottom of the pile, the proles, yep. <laughs> like exactly, like the something shit like kickers. yeah, something like Bevo or like Daniel Jones or Kuzo walking past is a big deal, yeah, and like, eh, like I don't know, it just comes from a very like privileged position, 100%. and I just don't, and like that's that's why I think I like Ballarat so much is like both times that I've been there, like sitting in that grandstand, you get to sit on the hill. Like, you know, like, I mean, I wasn't going to sit on the hill <laughs> Sunday. Don't want to get flooded. But, like, <laughs> stuff like that, it has much more of, like... Or, like, Clay Smith walked past us at one point. Awesome. Like, stuff like that. Like, it's just kind of, like... like and did you see Clay Smith's... Sorry, did you see Clay Smith's 
uh, lap of honour? No, we were running. Well, we we sat <clears> in the car waiting for the rain to go away. Fair. Thought it went away, and then got rained on anyway. So we're like, well, we should have just gone for his lap any like anyway. Mm. But um, but yeah. So that's maybe that's why I like Ballarat so much because yeah, you're so close to everything. Like you feel like really part of it and yeah. everything like that. And I think it's a bit like BS for someone like Wayne Carey to say, oh, we've gone past that. When especially for like. Like, Dad will tell me about, like, when he was a kid, like, going into the rooms after the game. But, like, we don't get to do that anymore. And, like, I get why because it's more professional now. And, like, you know, the players, that's their full-time job now. And, like, blah, 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 blah. All this sort of much more serious. But, like, having those little aspects. Because, like, there's no other, like, professional league in the world or, like, in other countries that you would be able to, like, do that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Going back to Ferg, very close. Could take a video of him. It's on the Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, when he got them, when he took the mark, I was like, oh, boy, I hope he kicks this. And then he did. I was like, I didn't want to watch because I was like, oh. But, um, yeah, and I think it's good just that, like, there was a few bits where you could see on his face, I think he looked a bit like, holy shit. But, um, I, yeah, I think he played pretty well. I would yeah. be surprised if he lost his spot. Yeah, that'd be, that, it'd be I stiff to drop anybody. him. Yeah, I can't see anybody else coming in. Um, that plays a similar position. Mm. We're going to talk about um, injuries coming back, but I suppose the first one that comes to mind is Tory Dixon potentially coming back in. Yeah. But it, as we said, like it'd be very rough in a season that we're not playing for anything to drop Ferg for Dixon. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see half of, I didn't see Fletcher Roberts coming back. But I'm like, I suppose he'd been playing okay in the VFL, but as a forward, and then they were like, yep, come back to play defence. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on anymore. No. Um, so your dad met Bob last night at the book signing. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I couldn't go because I have to go to uni and get a real job. So then I can take days off to meet Bob. <laughs> but um, yeah, he met Bob, told him about the podcast. Sick. Um, which was, so Bob Murphy is aware of this podcast. So Bob, if you're listening, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for talking to my dad. Yeah. He, yeah, dad actually, I have a really good quote down on my phone the other day. We were talking about like <laughs> meeting people or something um and like you know having friends or whatever i don't know we're talking about something and dad goes i don't want any more people in my life and then he just pauses for a second he's like maybe bob (laughs) bob murphy and i was like all right cool like he's always going on about how much he wants to have a beer with him and stuff like that so cute but um (coughs) wonderful yeah so we got our book signed um we got a guernsey his 300th guernsey signed very nice um which was very exciting yeah, Dad was like, yeah, you know, Fergus has been on the podcast and he was like, he's a great kid. So another good thing about Fergus, Very he's nice. got the Bob Murphy seal of approval. Um, yeah, apparently a good time. But I think that was like that was the one in Carlton, so I think there's a lot more. Mm. He's doing like a bit of a book tour cool. around. Um, yeah, get your book signed, meet Bob, have a nice time. Seems like a good bloke, so yeah. it's pretty exciting. But yeah, so... Bob Murphy's aware of this podcast. If you're listening to it, it means you're also aware of the podcast. <laughs> Just another thing that you have in common with Bob Murphy. Sweet. <laughs> um, what do you want slash expect from the end of the season now that it is a bit of a write-off and we're playing St Kilda in what is a bit of a dead rubber this weekend? Do you want us to see... Well, that's uh, I take issue with that because no games are dead rubber when you Well, allocate, not according to Gillan McLaughlin. If you allocate draft positions based mm. on... Oh, sorry, if you have a... If you allocate draft picks based on ladder position, no game is dead rubber. So, like... <coughs> uh, I want Riley West. Yes. Um, Is what I want. 
from the end of the season. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit. Period. Wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of Tim English for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's true. Just in, literally play the kids. Just play all of them. I don't want anybody over the age of twenty-two <laughs> in the side. I don't know if I'd this want. Weekend. And I, I don't know if I want English to play at the expense of Roughhead. Like I don't think Roughhead's yeah, been true. playing that well. He but played okay. Um, there was, he did a few good things on Sunday. I think. I think he. Um, Took a good mark mm. at some point. The cynic in me is that um, they play Roughhead so that it increases his trade value, but I think the the Western Bulldogs fan in me says that they're just playing him because he's a good player. And he's a good bloke. Keep, hold on to it. A good bloke, yeah. Um, <laughs> I also wouldn't mind seeing, I think we've got Carlton and Saints, and in the forum there was a couple of people saying, like, let's throw away these games and get a higher draft picked. Um, I don't think we should at all, I think. Well, that's Last the thing, when, pre- like, our best player is going to be our father. Like, the player that we want, the player that we'll get is, like, Riley West. Unless I haven't heard anything different about, like, not nominating for him or whatever. We talked about but, it a um, couple of weeks ago. We don't know. It's hard to gauge how good Riley West is because, one, he's getting a lot of media attention, but is he just getting media attention because he's the son of Scott West? Yeah, or like, is he actually because he was in the All-Australian, like, it's, like, a pretty good, yeah, um, yeah. like, idea of... Um, like, where he's at. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, I, I, I'd prefer to see us beat Carlton, beat St Kilda this weekend. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think it's good to get, like, a winning culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it doesn't really, like, I feel like, and as well, when it's a super draft, it doesn't particularly matter where you, pardon me, end up unless you really, really, really badly need someone. But I think we have all, like, I can't think of a position that we need necessarily to fill because I mean like our oldest player obviously Dale Morris but it's like we've got Lewis Young waiting Easton Wood's still not playing it's like we've got defenders to come in maybe like a small forward but even then it's a bit of a or maybe like a designated forward some that because we seem to have a lot of midfielders that can kick goals we don't really have any forwards that are predominantly forwards. Like, even Billy Gowers on the radio last week said he wants to build up his tank so that he can go 80% in the midfield, 20% in the forward 80% line. 80% in the midfield. Yeah, that's what he was saying. And I was like, good grief. Stay yeah, in the forward line, grief, please. indeed. <laughs> Especially once he starts actually, like, <clears throat> kicking accurately. He'll, True. He'll be good to leave there. Like, I get it, Bill. I appreciate the fact that you want to play good, but... I mean, reach for the stars, Bill. Yeah, exactly. Don't let us hold you back from wanting to win a brown though in the midfield. That's true. Maybe he just really wants a brown though. Why you little guy? Shut you! Stop! He's already dead. Injuries. Why do we have so many? I mean, it became comical almost when the news came out last Friday that. Uh, Rock Smith and Kieran Collins. It was Colin. comical because they were okay. Because they were okay, yeah, like correct. <laughs> like, not comical, not, like, actually ha, ha, belly ha. laughing, yeah. just being like, oh, that makes... Unfortunately, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, having a bloody car accident. I mean, they were both fine. I think they did have to go to the hospital and everything, and then mm. they spent time with, like, their family last week, which is fair enough. Like, if you're not playing, like, you had a car accident. Yes. Um, would it really expect... You to just hang out at work. But, um, yeah, it's just like, wow, appendicitis, car accidents. Mm. Um, I want, uh, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see what happens this week. Like it's Yeah, true. What it keeps getting weirder up? and weirder. Yeah, what do you reckon? 
something really weird. Swine flu. <laughs> yeah, swine flu. The kennel cough. The kennel cough. Maybe that's what uh, that's what will come across all the Western Bulldogs players. They're um, going to get kennel cough. <laughs> um, po- more positive news is that um, Eastern Wood could potentially come back for a couple of games at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, Tori Dixon, as we said before, could be available for, s- for selection this weekend. Um, that's pretty much it. That's, yeah, just... <laughs> Just, like, whoever needs surgery, just get them off now. Like, Correct, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean, like, it's just kind of, yeah. I mean, and how good is it that in round 23 we get to play Richmond at the end of the I cannot wait to just get Woo-hoo! pumped. Like, it's just, um, I just think, yeah, pretty much, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We've got Carlton, well, St Kilda, uh, North Melbourne, Carlton, Richmond. So, like, a reasonable mix. I don't know. I just feel like next season, and, I mean, you can see with, like, Brisbane, they started off quite... Um, like playing well, but just not being able to get it together this season. And then in the second half of the season, they've played really well, I think. And, like, I mean, they only lost Adelaide by, like, five points the other day and yeah. stuff like that. Um, the other day, it was, like, <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't even know. But, um, like, things that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if we can get everybody ready to have, like, a big preseason, there's no reason that we couldn't at least not be 14th. That's the thing. I feel like every week when the AFL like posts the ladder, it's like, "Where's your team?" And it's like fourteenth. <laughs> We're fourteenth, same with, as last week. Yeah, with a percentage in the seventies, fourteenth. <laughs> like we've been fourteenth for that long. Yeah. Um. So you know what I mean? Like, I guess going back to the like, what do we expect from the end of the season? I'd like to be a. I'd like for us to win a second half. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like for us to be competitive, but I beyond that, I don't. <clears throat> it's like. You know what I mean? It's a bit of a write-off at this point. Correct. Um, other injuries include <coughs> Lin Jong, bless you, could Thank be you. back really this week. Do you have some kind <laughs> of <laughs> <can call>. disease. <laughs> Lin Jong uh, could be back this week with his collarbone. Oh, true. And Billy Gow is one to two weeks. Tom Boyd, two to three weeks. Bailey Williams, two to three weeks. So Bailey Williams would be oh, a very handy addition. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see him like, play it. Um, thing, we have so many games. good players. <laughs> yeah. They're just injured all the time. Uh-huh. Um, let's preview the VFL games because in the men's they're playing Frankston. Frankston are second last on the ladder. So that'll be a good one. They're playing at 2 o'clock on, at Wittenoval on Saturday. So mm-hmm. get down to watch that. And in the girls, they're playing St Kilda. Is that right? Um, St Kilda. Yes. I can't remember when. Southern Saints. Southern Saints, pardon me. St Kilda. But yeah, um, so that'll be an interesting <coughs> game because um, the Saints and the women's have been a bit more... They've been better than I expected because they're all really young players. They didn't have any particular, like, I guess, like, marquee recruits, like some of the other, like, we got people from, you know, like, other clubs and, like, even Darabin and stuff. Mm. I've had Collingwood, like, Essendon. I've had a few, like, good players come through. But Saints, I think, are definitely preparing for when they get their AFLW team. So they've got, like, a lot of young players and been playing pretty well. But I guess that just goes to show it's because, like, young girls have had more opportunities coming through. So, anyway. Yep. Anyway, whatever. I think it'll be a good game. Hopefully we win. I think we've got a pretty strong team going at the moment. It's pretty funny, like, versus the start of the X. What are we on the ladder now? One, two, three, four, five, sixth. Yeah. I'm surprised. So you've navigated the the very uh, user-friendly VFL Peter Jackson website. Yeah, yeah. It's um, It's gotten better, i got to say. But when I have to look at the VFL website, it does not thrill me. <laughs> To any extent. No, it's, it's a But that's awful okay. Format. I understand they're putting time and money into other things, but yep. at the same time, would be nice to have. Anyway, what about the ladders there? We're six. <laughs> so we're six. Yep. We've won six in a row. Obviously, had the bye last week. So yep. Yeah, both yeah, still VFL six in a row. teams have had the bye. So we've got 
nothing to go off for the preview. Just so yeah, <laughs> women are playing on the Sunday at twelve mm-hmm. at Henry Turner Memorial Reserve, which is near. I think I've talked about this before. Merv Hugh yep, Level, bikini. Pretty sure. Um, also, it's being broadcast. Oh, on really? Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Sick. I will not be commentating it, but uh, I'm commentating the day before. Oh, who are you commentating? Um, I am doing... Actually, I should know this because I'm going to have to do the <laughs> game. Darabin and Hawthorne. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, but anyway, women playing in Footscray on the Sunday, men playing in Footscray on the Saturday, just different venues. You could literally go and it. watch all three Western Bulldogs oh, games. You easy, could go Witten Oval... To Eddie had, and then Sunday morning, after two wins in a row, hopefully you can watch. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> <You> crossed. <laughs> Who knows anymore? But um, yeah, exactly. So three accessible Bulldogs games, all in a similar area. Nothing up in Ballarat. Um, yeah, pretty exciting week of football, and yeah, all winnable games. So yeah. you know, feeling. I know this podcast has been this week has been quite. I didn't feel like I was as, like, built up about this, but maybe, like... <laughs> we've tapped into some... When we were doing, like, the Bali podcast, I was quite relaxed. I was like, yeah, it's sweet. Well, you're like, sipping mojitos in the Pretty in the much. Villa. Like, pretty much. And now I've come back home, and I'm like, oh, it's cold, and everyone's... Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, like, that's the thing. When I was away, oh, I, only, I was only consuming the football media that I wanted. Like, I was only watching the Bulldogs games. I was only really, like, clicking on the articles I wanted to read... And now I've come home and I'm just, like, bombarded, like, sitting on the train. There's someone got the paper. Like, there's all this yep. sort of crap. And, like, on the TV again, I'm just like, oh, man. Overwhelmed. Pretty much. Need another Pretty holiday much. to Bali. Yeah, I might do. I don't want to be one of those people that's, like, always <laughs> going to Bali. Like, I didn't think that was me, but it is. And I've just <laughs> Embrace it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I am just going to embrace it. Cool. Well, that pretty much <laughs> we've run out of stuff to talk about on the Kennelhof. Oh, you know who he is in Bali? Liam Picken. I didn't know it. I thought oh, really? we crossed over and I didn't even know. Oh, cool. We I could have hung out. Me at and Lin Jong Road. Exactly. We could have gone to Lin Jong Road. Anyway, whatever. Sliding doors. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as we said, that's pretty much all of our stuff for this week. Um, next week we'll be back. We're going to be starting to do podcasts earlier in the week just because that's what works best for us yeah, with our uni, uni timetables. Because we've got to get those we have sweet, lives. sweet comms degrees <laughs> so we can take Bob Murphy's job. Yeah, correct. Pretty much bang on. Uh, yeah, see you next week.